Welcome to the Whatever Podcast, where we explore all things spiritual. So sit back, relax, and catch a vibe. Welcome back to the Whatever Podcast. This is the sixth episode in a series of seven. And the topic for this episode will be monogamy versus poly. Just as we just as we've explored previous topics, I really want to come at this from a space of flowing rather than determining what is right and what is wrong. Both of these relationship types have their pros and cons, and that is what I want to explore. And through that, hopefully we can dig a little deeper into the origins or how these things came about, poly and monogamy, and how they play themselves out in our human relationships versus the animalistic relationships from which our ideas stem. So let's start by defining the two ideas, starting with monogamy, which is a practice of finding one person to settle down with for an extended period of time. This may lead to marriage, or it can just be verbal commitment that two people make towards each other. This is more of a new concept because it is not typically um, observed in uh, in animal behavior. That is, we study animals to get a better understanding of um, how we can move forward as humans. Um, So it is is more of a newer topic. We're seeing it more commonly in humans rather than in animals. while poly is an umbrella term for people who prefer to commit to multiple people, they engage in relationships with more than one person and they may be married to those individuals, also known as polygamy. So polygamy is when um, you're married to more than one person and polyamory is when you are not married but you're committed or in whatever relationship style you've agreed to with more than one person. A lot of people make the claim that poly relationships are more natural because this is the way that animals in nature operate. And it makes sense that we would use that as a point of reference because spirituality teaches us that before we evolve into human form, we cycle through different animal and geological forms such as uh, rivers and rocks and all those kind of things so before we become a, a, a human we are a rock we are a mountain we are a river we are a cat we are a dog we are a lion all of those things and then we make it into human form with all of those different perspectives and the purpose of that is to gain a deeper knowledge and understanding of um this planet that we live on, which ultimately gives us a pure and more evolved form or way of creating things on this planet that are beneficial to everyone and everything involved. Um, 
the challenge then becomes how do we navigate being human or humanness with the animal or uh, geological perspective that we come from and that's what we're here to discuss so let's begin by exploring the pros of both starting with monogamy it can be beneficial because it provides a sense of security a safe space where you can feel supported by your partner the focus here is emotion um, and feeling emotionally supported and this is something that animals are not really uh, not really focused on because they're not really aware of their their negative emotions they're more so focused on um, the present I know that you know there was some talk back and forth that, that animals can feel things and I and I believe that they can but I think it's in a different kind of way uh, they don't um, intellectualize the, the feelings that they feel the way that a human does yes they feel pain and they feel hurt and sadness and, and happiness and all of these things but it's not as um, tragic and dramatic as it would be with a human because they lack that ability to express it outwards um, in, a, in a verbal sense or they lack the ability to intellectualize it with um, because they lack you know what we have a human brain um, so let's go back to um, the pros of monogamy so it also promotes a deep bond with another person the more time you spend with that person the more you grow to know yourself through them and so that's the beautiful part about monogamy and that's why it has been adopted by humans as um, the go-to relationship type because that's truly what we're here to explore um, connectiveness and and, and again, being able to create from a place of knowing, and we can do that better through intimate relationships with each other, because then we're sharing experiences and we're, we're getting to bounce ideas and, and, and things off of each other. Um, and that's really what the intended use, that's what it's really intended for. Um, but the issues come about when we start using relationships, poly or otherwise monogamous, um, as coping mechanisms for things that we haven't yet made peace with, things that may have happened in our past, in our childhood, yesterday even, um, and then we didn't correctly process them. We just kind of went with our animal brain and said, okay, whatever, we're gonna keep moving. Uh, we can't necessarily do that as humans, so those things, they pile on. And over time, I think we have grown to depend on relationships uh, as coping mechanisms or to, to get us out of those, those bad feelings and distract us from those bad feelings rather than as support systems that they were originally intended for. So it's not that we should be fully healed when we get into a relationship, but we should have an understanding of what healing looks like at least 
we should have begun that process by ourselves and, and begun to have that patience and that grace with ourselves. So then when we do get into relationships, we can look at that person from a place of compassion when they are going through things and vice versa. We can be open and trusting with that person because we know that it's, it's safe to heal in the, um, In the, in the presence of others. It's safe to, to be yourself and to, to be emotional in, in the presence of others. And really, they're supposed to act as a witness, like that person that you're in a relationship with. And it's really beautiful. On the other side, um, I think that's a, a perfect time to, to transition over to the polyamory side because um, it's really beautiful to have not only just one perspective of another person, but multiple perspectives of different people who are there to offer compassion and offer a listening ear or just offer perspective that's different from yours or different from your main partner or different from your family. Like it's it's really great to have um, those, those different perspectives. And so that's why we've kind of, we see um, we have like this intrinsic desire because I think we understood that as animals, like we are all in this together. Um, and as an animal, you kind of have to, like you have no choice but to do, but to look at things that way. Because uh, animals really do depend on each other. With humans, we can kind of, it, it's, it's a little bit more complicated. Uh, we'll just say that, it's a little bit more complicated. Um, so as animals, there really isn't a need for monogamy because the sole goal is, pre is procreation. The goal for them is to create. We need to make more birds. We need to make more alligators, more lions, more whatever. Um, and the best way to do that is to move from one partner to the next. But as humans, we get stuck in that reflex and that's why certain issues like absent fathers and single mothers come about. In the animal world, these things don't matter because animals get everything they need to provide for their children without depending on money. They don't have to pay rent or buy food or find babysitters. So this idea of hopping around from one partner to the next and just having babies, it works for them because that's the goal. But as a human, that is one of our goals. But also, um, unity is a part of that goal as well in order to find balance. So procreation is part of it as well as application of knowledge. Um, our, our world basically operates very different from the animal world. And it's hard to make that transition because, you know, like we talked about before, we're transitioning from being a rock, we're transitioning from being an animal. And, um, you know, when you think about a rock, it, it can't speak, it can't move around, it just has to sit there and observe. And so we go through that cycle so that we master observation, we master just sitting in silence and observing and taking in information. And then we cycle into the animal form. And so in the animal form, we're observing a little bit too, but then we add on the ability to create. 
So we're observing, we're creating, we're observing, we're creating. And then we evolve into the human form. And the idea is to combine those two things, observe observation and creation, in order to um, make a better world. And so our, we're supposed to be, you know, masters, fully balanced at this point as humans um, so that we can create a whole entire, you know, as animals, we can just create ourselves, right? But as humans, we can create ourselves as well as whole entire universes, whole entire worlds, realities, um, experiences for ourselves and for each other and so they kind of elevate us to a different point so we can't still use those same ideologies like we can take from them and take from everything we've observed and everything that we've learned through creating ourselves replicating ourselves over and over again as animals um and the idea is to bring those two things together uh, and we struggle it's hard um and instead of uh, going at each other the way that we can sometimes do, we should be more patient and gracious towards each other because we really are all having that same experience. Of course, it's in different, millions of different ways and, and millions of different experiences, but at the core of it all, we are all just trying to figure out how to make this human thing work. Um, so, so that's the idea uh, between, um, you know, our, our human origins. So, so this whole thing of like, you know, as humans, we're supposed to be monogamous. Not necessarily. It, either one, either relationship style can be beneficial. We just need to be mindful, just like with anything else. Flowing between being an empath and a narcissist. Flowing between being alpha and beta. They all have their pros and they all have their cons. And our job is to take the pros and the cons, analyze them, and make them work for our current situation. So does that mean that if you're monogamous today that you have to be monogamous for the rest of your life? No, and, and vice versa. If you decided to adopt a poly relationship style, that doesn't mean you have to be poly for the rest of your life either. It's just what works for right now in this moment. And we should be able to flow between the two. And I find that a lot of the issues that come about in our relationships, like we mentioned before, the single mother, the absent fathers, the, the constant back and forth, the cheating and the lying and all of these, you know, things that we all know can, can be wrong with relationships. Um, all of those things come about because we're not understanding one what a relationship is supposed to be and two that it is okay to flow it is not a constant it's not a stuck place and when we force each other to be stuck in one or the other that's also when the issues arise we shouldn't be forcing ourselves or each other to be stuck on monogamy or commit to polyamory. Like if you say you're one, then you have to be one forever. No, we should be supporting each other in that flow between the two because they both, like, like we, they both have their, their, their part to play 
in the, the grand scheme of things. They're both going to get us to the end goal, which is going to be the culmination or the bringing together of observation and creation. But uh, I think we're going to we're gonna end.